Welcome to my second episode of Return to Rest. Today we're going to look at Jonah and find out how he left his rest and what happened to him and how he came back to rest. So looking from chapter 1, focusing on chapter 1, Jonah chapter 1 verse 1 says, now the word of the Lord came to Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry out against it, for their wickedness has come up before me. But Jonah arose to flee to Tashish from the presence of the Lord. He went down to Joppa and found a ship going to Tashish. So he paid his fare and went down into it to go with them to Tashish from the presence of the Lord. Some lessons I learned from the book of Jonah. I know people have talked about Jonah, how he was swallowed by big fish and how he was spat out and how he didn't want to go to where he was sent, how he tried to flee to Tashish. But I just want to focus on the first chapter today and find out what happens to me when I flee from the presence of the Lord or when I lift, leave my restful position and go out. The first thing I noticed from the book of Jonah, chapter 1 and in verse 2, 3, excuse me, it says, Jonah went down. The first thing I noticed is in verses 3 and 5, it says that when we flee the presence of the Lord or when we leave a restful position, when we flee the presence of the Lord, we tend to go down. We've read verse 3. Let me read verse 5. It said, Then the mariners were afraid, and every man cried out to his God and threw the cargo that was in the ship into the sea to lighten the load. But Jonah had gone down into the lowest part of the ship and laid down and fallen asleep. He had gone down. Not only did he go down, but in his place of downness, let me use that word, he had fallen asleep. He'd lost sight of who he was, where he was, and where he was going. He had comforted himself in the downness where he was. The second lesson I learned is there is always collateral damage with people who are rebellious. Let's look at verse 10. Verse, verse 10 says, Then the men were exceedingly afraid and said to him, why have you done this? For the men knew that he had fled from the presence of the Lord because he had told them. There is always collateral damage. If you remember when Achan back in, in, uh, in the Old Testament, God had asked the children of Israel to go down and raid a particular people and take nothing from there. But Achan had chosen the beautifulest jewels to bring back with him because he thought he'll use it to worship God, which was very contrary to what he was told to do. And so he buried the jewels in his yard. But God had told Moses that there was sin in the camp. And the collateral damage was not only did Achan die, his wife, his children, and many people in his tribe died 
because of one man's sin, there is always collateral damage. The third thing I notice is that sin tends to numb people such that they tend to fall asleep in the midst, in the midst of turmoil. You know, sin all, sometimes makes people numb to the reality of what is happening. They don't pay attention anymore. The things they used to prick their consciences don't do that anymore. And very soon things become okay. Let's take a look at David. David sought after somebody else's wife and then he took her and to cover that sin because he was becoming numb he asked for him the husband the real husband to the lady to be killed because he was numb to the reality of sin i really believe if he hadn't done that he would never have asked for that man to be killed because he that man that was killed was one of david's choicest and most loyal men so and then the third thing i noticed the fourth thing i noticed is that and the biggest for me is that god is always merciful once the offender is gone he restores those who have been damaged by collateral damage and that's in verse 15 and I'll turn to it. Verse 15 says, So they picked up Jonah and threw him into the sea, and the seas ceased from his raging. Then the men feared God exceedingly and offered sacrifice to the Lord and made vows. But once Jonah was cast out, the seas come down. And the damage to the men that were on the ship with him stopped. God is always merciful to do that for us. And the last thing I noticed from chapter 1 is that when we finally do decide to come back to God, we have to go through the crucible. If you're in the Marines, you're very familiar with the crucible. I've watched it on TV, but that's the most I've gone ever gotten close to a crucible. But... God always prepares a crucible for us. And the time that we spend in the crucible depends on us. So, chapter 2 verse 1 says, And Jonah prayed to the Lord his God from the fish's belly. Because earlier in chapter 1 verse 17, Now the Lord had prepared a great fish to swallow Jonah. And Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. I don't know about you. I don't know how long it's going to take me if I'm in the belly of a fish mixed with whatever the fish has eaten plus the acid from digestion and the darkness and the smell in the belly of the fish. I don't think it will take me three days to come back to God to confess. But if we think about how we live a day, every day, how long has it taken us to come back to confess? Some people is three days, some people is three months, some people is three years, and some people is 30 years. Believing there's no way out, they've gone too far, too deep, too expensive, and there's no way out. But God 
always prepares a way of escape for us. Once we confess our sins, 1 John 1.9 says, If we confess our sins, He is faithful and He is just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So, how do we return to rest from this story of Jonah in chapter 1 and a little bit of chapter 2? Is to return to him. Just like Jonah said, I have been cast out of your sight, yet I'll look again towards your holy temple. And he went on to confess that all my life is from you, O Lord. My soul faints without me, where I remember you, O Lord. And finally, he says in verse 9 of chapter 2, But I will sacrifice to you with the voice of thanksgiving. I will pay what I have vowed. Salvation is of the Lord. And then the Lord asks the fish to spit him out. So that's how we return to rest. Because he realized he had gone, left the presence of the Lord. He had fallen down deep. Others had gotten injured or harmed because of his journey into darkness. He's also realized that sin numbs people. He also realized that in the midst of turmoil, he could sleep because he was very numb to the sin. And finally, he realized that God is always merciful. He was put in a crucible, but the time in the crucible depended entirely on Jonah. Are you in that crucible today? Have you lost your place of rest? Are you seeking to come back to him? He is waiting for you. As we read in our first one in Isaiah, God is waiting for you. If you take the first step, he will rush in and rescue you. Let's pray together. Our Father and our God, we thank you for today. We thank you for the story of Jonah. We thank you for the lessons we've learned from it. And Lord, we come back to you today. We confess we've left a position of rest. And we come back to you today. Father, And we ask that you accept us back in. Cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Write our names in the book of the Lamb. And give us a new and fresh beginning with you. We thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Join me on the next episode of Return to Rest.